This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Hurricanes win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Come back, pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Good to be along with you. And we are here until noon at 325 Chiefs and 49ers. We'll have some info on the noon kickoffs coming up just before 12 at 1145 Sports on a Sunday morning, always with some NFL preview. But we know what you like. We have a lot to get into, including the Blues winning last night, actually yesterday afternoon into the evening. We'll have a Blues breakdown coming up in eight minutes. We have college basketball. Billiken fans are excited about their team, and they should be. The head coach of the Billikens, Travis Ford, will join us live at 1030 at the bottom of this hour. If you live in Carbondale or the surrounding area, you probably would like your team to get a little more attention, and the Salukis are good. SIU is going to have a nice team, and their head coach is going to join us live, Brian Mullins, at 1045. I'll tell you something else that doesn't get enough attention. St. Charles County has a Division I football program. In fact, the only Division I football program in the St. Louis area is at Lindenwood. Mizzou, Illinois, they've gotten tons of attention through the years. We talk about the FCS teams. Salukis have had their great moments, etc. Lindenwood is a Division I football program, and they won yesterday in the Ohio Valley Conference. And we'll talk to their coach coming up at 1115. And something else I don't want you to miss before we get into the MLB postseason here briefly is I want you to mark this down at 1130 today in the clubhouse. Mike Shannon takes a microphone in 1982 with the world champions. Jack Buck sends it down to Mike and it is nine minutes of radio gold. 
where he has a 23-year-old Willie McGee, giddy and excited about winning a world championship. Stan Musial jumps in, has a few words. He bounces around the clubhouse, as you can imagine, with champagne spraying everywhere. It is a lot of fun to hear Mike Shannon interviewing these 1982 world champion players at the moment that they won 40 years ago, just a couple days ago, October 20th. It is the 40th anniversary, and this is some audio that I'm certain you have not heard, unless you happen to be listening live at that time in 1982. So stay tuned for that. Meantime, the Houston Astros are getting close to celebrating their own pennant as they have been to the World Series. They have only won it once. That was in 2017. The Yankees haven't been to the World Series since 2009, and they are on the verge of getting bounced. Here it is in Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. The Astros go in and they do damage. This is the second inning, and this is the Astros radio network. Set by Cole, now the 1-1. And McCormick drives this one to right field. Judge is going back at the wall, and it hits off the top of the wall and is gone. A two-run home run for Chaz McCormick, and the Astros lead it 2-0. That ball looked like it hit the very top of the wall and then bounced on into the stands. Nine-hole lightning for the Astros, capitalizing on the error in center field. A stunned Yankee Stadium crowd as the Astros take the lead. And who was that error on? It was on Harrison Bader, who otherwise has been very good for this team. He's hit a ton of home runs. He's come in with the gold glove on his resume. But there was a drop between Bader and Aaron Judge a fly ball that should have been caught and Christian Javier and Houston's bullpen combined on a three hitter. That home run for McCormick followed a drop fly ball and an early two run homer for the Astros was enough to beat Garrett Cole and the Yankees five to nothing to take a three O lead in the ALCS. Some Yankees fans already angry after two losses in Houston booed Aaron judge after a pair of strikeouts they jeered manager Aaron Boone during pregame introductions. This is a complete mess for the Yankees. After falling behind 0-3 in the ALCS, it is going to be a painful limp to the finish because this series is pretty much in the books here. I mean, this Astros team is legitimate. If they don't finish them off in four games, they're going to finish them off at some point. They won 106 games in the regular season. They are trying for their second straight AL pennant. They are 6-0 and in this postseason. They are a juggernaut, and they're going to try to close it out today when Lance McCullers Jr. starts against Nestor Cortez, who has bailed out the Yankees before on three days rest. This time around, it just doesn't seem likely. The error was on Bader. It was his second of the postseason. Bader, however, in this postseason is hitting 280. He's hit, as I mentioned, multiple bombs. But it has come down to this. The Yankees had three hits yesterday. Three. In a game that they had to win in the Bronx to get this series going again. you got to win game three after losing the first two in Houston. And they either have run out of gas or Houston is just that much better. But it is an uninspiring effort by the New York Yankees who were 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. They didn't have a lot of runners in scoring position at all, but for six times to not come through, the Yankees fall 5-0 to the Astros, which brings us to the other series, which is the Padres and the Phillies. Now, before you say that these two teams were wildcard teams and didn't win 90 games, that is true, and they did catch fire at the right time. 
But I'll remind you again that these two teams, the Phillies and the Padres, were both in the top five in payroll in Major League Baseball. They did spend a lot of money and got a lot of players over the last couple of years, several years, to put themselves in a position for this moment. The Padres did acquire Manny Machado. They did acquire Juan Soto. They gave up a lot for him. They're prepared to pay a lot of money, and that's where they are. The Phillies spent a ton of money for Bryce Harper. They went out and got that player, and they did work aggressively to build their roster to get to this point. Uh, But the Yankees are ahead of them in payroll. The Dodgers are ahead of them in payroll. The Mets, the number one team in payroll. Two of them are out, and the Yankees are on the ropes. It doesn't mean necessarily that you have to spend a lot of money to get into this position, but let's not pretend like the Padres and Phillies are like, you know, these Cinderella stories. I mean, they're actually teams that had disappointing regular seasons that did find a way to get into the postseason. So they do have plenty of weapons. I don't think that anybody should overlook that. Anyway, let's go back to the Philadelphia ballpark, Citizens Bank Park. This is a home run park. A fly ball will leave the yard in a heartbeat in this park. This was my concern about the Phillies when they played the Cardinals. The issue that was in the Cardinals' favor was you weren't at Citizens Bank Park. You were in Bush Stadium, which does play to the pitcher's favor. And the Cardinals actually pitched the Phillies pretty well. Quintana was magnificent. The bullpen was great until they got to Ryan Helsley. And then Andre Pallante gave up a ground ball, which we, he was assigned to do, and it got through Tommy Edmond. And then game two, the story was not Miles Michaelis and not the Cardinals pitching. It was the fact that the Cardinals couldn't hit. Now the Phillies are awake, and they are hitting. And they are hitting in a big, big way. It was the Padres who actually struck first in this game, however. Manny Machado hit a home run early, and the Padres were in charge. They scored four runs in the first inning, and they had a 4 nothing lead. Bottom of the first, I was worried about this guy facing the Cardinals. He was quiet. No longer. Here is Reese Hoskins. Three and two. Here's the pitch. Hoskins swings. Hits it in the air to deep left. Profar back. Looks gone. A two-run home run for Reese Hoskins. 4-2 is the Padre lead, but nobody out in the bottom of the first inning. That was a rocket, that call on the Padres radio network. Here comes Bryce Harper, the former MVP. Here's the pitch, and that's lined out to deep right center field. Nobody going to catch it. Soto's got a race over. Grisham's got a race over. Clanks up against the wall. Grisham sends it back in. Romuto will score from first base. An RBI double for Bryce Harper. A 4-3 Padre lead in the first inning and still nobody out. Padres Radio Network not very thrilled with the developments there. Meanwhile, Citizens Bank Ballpark is trembling and later a single by Stott. He was thrown out at second by Jerks and Profar, but the RBI tied the game at four. It was Juan Soto untying it with a home run in the fifth. He crushed that ball. You didn't even have to move. The outfielder didn't knew that ball was gone. It's six to four Padres. Runner on bottom of the fifth, Reese Hoskins, the big man. Ball and a strike pitch on the way. Hoskins hits it in the air to deep left center field. This one will go, and we are tied. Six six in the fifth inning. I mean identical fifth inning so far. It was an identical blast by Hoskins and a 6-6 ball game and look who's up again. Bryce Harper, the reigning MVP. 
to see where this thing goes. Runner goes, and a line drive into left center field. That's going to get down, find the gap. That's going to give the Phillies their first lead of the night. Real Muto rounding third. He will score without a play. Harper at second with an RBI double. And the Phillies in front, 7-6. Phillies, the team that knocked the Cardinals out of the postseason, the team that knocked the Braves out of the postseason, and now on the verge of slamming the San Diego Padres, Nick Castellanos with an RBI single that made it 8-6. to six. Kyle Schwarber hit a ball that might still be traveling out to center field. JT Real Muto, 7th inning Padres Radio oh, Network. And two, here's the pitch, and that one's hit in the air to deep left field. Profar went back, but he's just going to watch, and it's going to go. Fourth home run of the night for the Philadelphia Phillies. Real Muto's second of the postseason. And now 10-6 Bills in the seventh. Phillies team is scary. they got a lot of hitters, and it is a fresh, clean slate in the postseason, and they have found life, and there's something to be said about being hot going into the playoffs. The Cardinals had to take their foot off the gas to get themselves ready. The Phillies came in hot. They beat them in two. The Braves, who had battled the Mets all year, won the division. Exciting for them. Phillies steamrolled the freight train that they are, they come in and get the job done in the DS. And now here they are in the CS up three, one on the San Diego Padres. If it is indeed Astros Phillies in the world series, the Astros will be an overwhelming favorite. And I will remind you once again, the Phillies, a top five team in payroll in all of major league baseball will be very, very tough to beat. They are loaded with talent. Bryce Harper's playing out of his mind. He's hitting four ten in this postseason, And that's your setup right now for the games today. So there are both today. 137 actually. It's an early start for the Padres at Phillies. You Darvish against Zach Wheeler. Be careful. The Phillies could close this out this afternoon. Tonight Astros at Yankees 607 start. As mentioned before, it's McCullers against Cortez. The Blues victorious. Two to nothing over the Edmonton Oilers, a shutout for Jordan Bennington. You'll hear about it next in our Blues Breakdown on Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. We just recapped the MLB postseason from yesterday. Astros go up 3-0 on the Yankees. The Phillies go up 3-1 on the Padres. Now to the St. Louis Blues who visit the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow night and try to build upon this three-game win streak. They've won three in a row. They have not trailed once this season, not for one minute. Jordan Bennington made 23 saves for the shutout, and the Blues are perfect on the season. A 2-0 victory over the Oilers yesterday. Tory Krug scored. Justin Falk scored from forever away, about 200 feet, an empty netter. And the Blues, who have had plenty of practice time with a light schedule, they only played three games. Everyone else seems to have played about 30. That's not actually true, but the Blues are in second place in the Central Division, having only played three games. The Blues are 3-0, and and if you look at the Central, they are in third place in the Central. Dallas has nine points. They've played five games. They're 4-0 and one overtime loss. Colorado's played six games, three wins, two losses, and an overtime loss for seven points, and the Blues have six points. They're a point behind the Stanley Cup champion Avalanche, gone 3-0, and a six-game homestand for the Oilers to start the season. So they get six in a row at home. The Blues play on a Saturday in Columbus, then don't play again until Wednesday in Seattle, then don't play again until Saturday in Edmonton, and they're 3-0. and Credit to them, credit to Coach Craig Berube. Here he is talking to the media in our Blues breakdown. Coach, you talked a lot this morning about about the, or early this afternoon, just about puck management, uh, chipping, keeping 29 and 97 in check. Do you feel like he did most or all of that today? Yeah, it was a real good effort by the everybody in the team. Um, you know, I think that we limited the rush attack. You know, by you know having good F3 and being tight, and you know we we checked well tonight. That's the difference in the game. We checked well, and our special teams were 100 percent tonight. Yeah, that, that was a huge, uh, huge penalty kill at the end, wasn't it? Very huge. And big goal, big power play goal. So they did a great job. Yeah, Tori, so you guys had a plan, and you just mentioned it, that F3. Just how key is that in taking away that time and space? Well, it's, it's key. It, like, they're going to take off, and they're, you're fast. And if you, you know, you're getting your F3 caught and you're diving in, you're going to give up odd man rushes, and they capitalize on odd man rushes. They're very good at it. So F3 was key tonight. Um, they, he, he did a great job, and uh, our D did a great job defending. You know, uh, as the game went on, I mean, these aren't two teams who are expected to be really one to nothing to the end. Did you feel like, boy, this may be, this may be a, just one of these games? Yeah, it seemed like it, you know. Um, obviously, um, kind of halfway through the second period, it, it felt like it's going to be a real tight game. 
How, how did the seven D work out for you? Uh, it was fine. Rosie didn't get a ton of ice time, yeah, but, but uh, the six guys that played all the minutes, they did a great job. You know, I said that they defended hard. They kept them on the outside and. They made good puck plays out of our end. But also. Well, that'll be important. That's Jim Thomas, the post-dispatch, with those questions, most of them anyway, that last question, uh, about the defenseman. This is a concern of, I think, me when it comes to the Blues, is what sort of depth will they have on defense with Scandella out for six months, with Perinovich out for six months. But so far, so good for this Blues team protecting and doing a nice job in front of Jordan Bennington. But let's not make any mistake about it. The Blues are 3-0 and because Jordan Bennington has been fantastic. And if he is an elite player, this team will be a contender for the Stanley Cup. It is that simple. Last year, they fought Colorado and were a real challenge to Colorado when no one else was. Reason? Yes, good play and, and all that. But Jordan Bennington, until he got run by Kadri, then after that, it was a different story. Here's Bennington. At one point, he was the talk of the league, and it seems to me like there is a true desire to get back there. Here he is. I mean, they've got such a high-potent offense. Everybody talks about it. What was the key today? Yeah, we got a good team, and, you know, it's, it works both ways. And, um, you know, we did a great job tonight, uh, full 60 minutes. I think we did a great job. And, again, we were disciplined, and, um, you know, uh, we're just – it's good. It's good to find a way to win and, and uh, those tight games, too. What did you see from your defensemen, especially your top four guys, to take away the time and space? Yeah, just great execution, I would say, and, um, you know, being outlets and in uh, the D zone, I think, and um, just setting each other up, and it's a full team effort, but especially from the, the, the D man back there, just making good plays and, and uh, understanding the situation, when to get the pucks out, and, um, yeah, it was good. Jordan, uh, last time you were here, you got pulled in the in the first period. Can you talk about where you've where you've come and how you've just restrengthened your game since then? Uh, I mean, every game's different, man. You know, it's like a year ago, a lot happens, and you just got to pick yourself back up and keep fighting. And um, you know, it's good. It's, it's nice to get the, the shutout, but you know, well, we'll, especially the win and um, just having fun on the road and then keep building and. And uh, it was good. Good to see the team just playing together out there and playing for each other. There's your goaltender, Jordan Bennington, who is the franchise in a lot of ways, and he is not going to put attention on himself. He deflects it right back to his teammates. Bennington and the Blues get the win by a final of 2 to nothing over the Oilers. When we come back, we'll talk to the head coach of an exciting team, I would say, the St. Louis Billikens. A lot of hype around this team. They were picked just outside of the AP preseason top 25. We'll tell you where when we bring on the coach next on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning. Tom Ackerman with you. The St. Louis University men's soccer team is in first place in the Atlantic 10, beating the number 19 team in the country, Dayton, by a final of 3-1 to one last night. And the women's team, you already know, is wrapped up in A-10 title. Katie Shields has that team going, so congratulations to coaches Kalish and Shields. 
Those soccer programs are rolling right now. We're in the Stiefel Sports Studio. Tom Ackerman with you and joined by the head basketball coach at St. Louis University. That would be Travis Ford. How about that success from the soccer side? I know you all are very close and are very happy for each other. Yeah, it's very, very exciting to say the least. Uh, you know, they they're building something very, very special. Katie, obviously, uh, has been on you know incredible role winning the A10 multiple, multiple years, and Kevin has just done a great job of energizing the soccer program, and it's uh, it's exciting to watch and exciting to see. And you know, uh, they work really hard at it and done a great job recruiting. Uh, it's uh, it's very impressive to say the least. Yeah, the A-10 champs are in action today. The women's side, 1 o'clock against St. Joseph's, the 11th-ranked team in the country, and they are 16-1 and overall, 9-0 and in the A-10. They've already clinched the outright A-10 title. They're going to try to complete a perfect conference record and break the school record with a 15th straight win today. Again, 1 o'clock at beautiful Herman Stadium on the campus of St. Louis University. And right there is Chaffetz Arena. We all know how great of an atmosphere that is when it's jammed up, and it will be for a lot of the time this year for St. Louis University's regular season schedule and beyond. You have an exhibition game, though, tomorrow. I mean, here we go. Taking on Umsel tomorrow. What are your feelings as we uh, inch closer to that? Yeah, Tom, it's amazing. I don't think I've ever played a game, exhibition game. It's, uh, I can't believe it's already here. But, uh, you know, it's always good to kind of see where your team is at uh, and play against different competition. Guys are kind of tired of practicing against each other. Uh, so it's uh, good to get under the lights. Uh, you know, Coach Sumboat has a, you know, really good team at uh, UMSL. You know, won the GLVC last year, three straight 20-win season. Coach Sumbo is one of the great coaches in college basketball, so uh, it should be a good game, us and uh, Umsel. It absolutely should be a lot of fun to see your team on the floor. Yuri Collins, best point guard in the country last year. He had more assists than anyone in the country. He wears number one on his uniform, and he is a lot of fun to watch, no doubt. You have Javante Perkins back. We talked about him last week, St. Louis native, Miller Career Academy top scorer on your team, terrible knee injury, comes back from it. Here he is, ready to go. We discussed your big man inside, Francis Okoro. We got into Javon Pickett a little bit and Fred Thatch, uh, and, of course, Gibson Jimerson, who can shoot the lights out. So it's fun. I, I do want to focus on a couple of players that we didn't get to last week. Uh, you have so many, I think, that can contribute, and someone I'm definitely going to have eyes on here is Sincere Parker. I, I'm I'm excited to see him in person in a competitive St. Louis University game, and I'm sure you are too. Yeah, Sincere's one of these young men that can really score the basketball. And, you know, in our game, some some players are just blessed to be able to put the ball in the hole. Uh, and he's one of those guys. He can really, really shoot it, um, can score mid-range, in all of our practices, uh, Tom, we keep stats every day, every live drill that we do, whether it's two-on-two, three-on-three, we keep stats. We keep certain uh, statistics that we, that we rank at the end of practice and we grade every practice, every player. He's led us in scoring in practice up to this point. Uh, I think that just shows how capable he is of scoring when you have Gibson, Jimerson, Javante, Fred Thatch, these guys that, you know, you mentioned. Uh, he's improving his defense, uh, which we need him to, 
continue to do in order to play the minutes we would like for him to, but he can really score it. Does he like to shoot it from all over the floor? I mean, does will he shoot it from way deep beyond the line? Oh, absolutely. Uh, extremely deep range, really good deep, uh, deep range. And it, I tell you, putting it on the floor in a mid-range game is very similar to Javante Perkins. Uh, I think Javante is probably the best mid-range guy in the country. Uh, I tell you, Sincere is right there with him. He just has a knack for putting the ball in the hole. Where do they get him from? Moberly Area Community College. For those familiar with that area, you know about the basketball tradition there. And he has three years of eligibility remaining. Isn't that right, Coach? That is correct, which is exciting. Uh, you know, to be able to keep him in the hopefully in the program for three years, um, I think he could go down as one of the great scorers here. Sincere Parker, 6'3", 195, uh, right there, as you mentioned, with Javante Perkins in terms of a pure scorer, and Yuri Collins is going to have a lot of options as to who to get the ball to. Uh, another newcomer I wanted to bring up is Larry Hughes. Uh, Larry Hughes Jr., now that's a big name to be associated with his Daddy is uh, the best Billiken ever. I mean, you could you could make that case for for appearing right. the season that he did. He was a remarkable player. What kind of a player is Larry Hughes Jr.? Well, the type of player is he can first and foremost probably his greatest strength is his understanding of the game. He has a great feel for the game of basketball. Great feel. Uh, he picks up things very quickly. Our system very quickly. He makes other people around him better. But also a big strength is he can shoot the ball. He can handle it. He's a really good passer. We've even had him playing some point guard uh, at times, and he is 6'5", 6'6". You know, all of our freshmen, we have four freshmen. um, We didn't really expect any of them to actually be able to play on this team because we have so many older guys, veteran players. uh, But they've earned the right. Uh, Larry will play. Uh, He'll be in the rotation. That's how well he's been playing. Uh, he'll be in the rotation and, be able, and, and play probably every game. Uh, same thing with Kellen Thames and uh, Nick Kramer's coming along. So these guys, uh, you know, have really, really been a more than pleasant surprise in practice. Not that we didn't think they could play, but just how quickly they've come along. I played against Kelly Thames, Kellen's dad, in going back to fifth grade. Uh, and then <laughs> when I saw him again in high school, he was like – eight inches taller than me playing for Jennings. And uh, he was, I I think I told him on the court, I was a big fan. Uh, He, he was a tremendous player. And again, played at the university of Missouri and Kellen is on your team. And then there's another player that I wanted to touch on. Actually, there are a couple, but there's one that you mentioned last week that I wanted to circle back to. And that's Jake Forrester. Uh, You need that post presence. Forrester's a big man. He's just as big as a is six, nine, two twenty five. I saw him at my alma mater at Indiana. Then he transferred to temple. What kind of a player do you have here in this senior? Yeah. You know, he's been one of the pleasant surprises um, just because not, you know, we were taking his kind of insurance behind Francis Okoro, uh, and he's really pushing Francis every day. Jake is a big physical player, extremely physical, but very mobile. He can move. Um, he can score in the post. We've got to get him to start finishing a little bit better. Another guy that has a good understanding of the game is, and has picked our system up, uh, but he's really, really pushed Francis every day, and it's great competition that we have in practice. 
you have a full slate. We talked about your schedule a little bit last week and focusing on UMSL tomorrow. A lot of these players will be on display and it's going to be a lot of fun to see. Uh, How much do you hear about? How much does everybody talk about the preseason hype that has come your way? You've been picked number two in the Atlantic 10, but just recently you were ahead of Michigan State and just behind Purdue in the AP Top 25 voting, 30th overall with 36 votes in the poll. Travis, what did you think of that? Uh, you know, I, I'd heard about it. Uh, myself, my staff, and our whole team has – we're not paying any attention to any of that stuff, and we've kind of talked about that over a month ago. We need to figure out how to get better today, win each day, uh, we all know what's out there. We know we have a veteran team. We understand all that. So, you know, it, it, we just need to take care of our business each and every day, each and every practice, each and every game. It's all the coaching, you know, wordage that you hear, but it's very, very true. Uh, you know, none of that matters, good or bad. We just got to take care of every day, try to stay healthy uh, and, and, and try to be the best we can. What's on tap for today? I know you're going to be visiting with the media, so I really appreciate this advanced interview with us. Uh, yeah. You'll have a chance to visit with some folks and then get ready for tomorrow. What do you do between now and tomorrow's tip? Yeah, we, we practice a little bit later today, and we'll have uh, media there and media availability and start preparing for the game tomorrow. Um, you know, it's good for our guys to start working through scouting reports and things like that. Um, you know, try to get in the mode the, – the mindset of playing a game, that's what these exhibition games are for, is to get in that mindset. Um, and that's how we'll treat today. We'll treat tonight. We do certain things the night before the game, get the team together. We'll start that ritual tonight. Then we'll have a game day tomorrow with shoot-arounds and things like that. Looking forward to it. Again, it's a 7 o'clock tip tomorrow at Chaffetz Arena. If you want to see this team in person, a good early look at them against UMSL tomorrow on the campus of St. Louis University. Coach Travis Ford with us. Always great chatting with you. I appreciate it very much. No, my pleasure, Tom. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll see you over there. There is Travis Ford, head coach of the Billikens, here on KMOX. We will carry not tomorrow's game, not the exhibition game, but we will carry every game from that point forward. And this schedule featuring Murray State, Evansville, and Memphis right out of the gate November 7th, 12th, and 15th, all at Chaffetz Arena. And by the way, my man Dan McLaughlin is back on the call on Bally Sports Midwest, so that's exciting to go along with our Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. back for another year on the radio. Then the Billikens go to the Hall of Fame tip-off tournament. That's in Connecticut, and they will play Maryland on November 19th on that Saturday afternoon at noon And following that, they'll play either Miami or Providence. So this is a very nice early test for SLU before they return home and play in uh, Thanksgiving week. Then they go to Auburn on November 27th. Uh, And in there, they will have a home game against Southern Illinois University. The Salukis will visit Chaffetz Arena on December 3rd a three o'clock tip. And coming up next, we're going to talk to the head coach live of SIU. That's Brian Mullins, former Saluki guard, former Loyola assistant coach. He's next on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. From the Stiefel Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman with you. Love this time of year. MLB postseason, of course, of course, you wish the Cardinals were in it, but the MLB postseason is underway. You have NFL later today. We have the Chiefs and the 49ers at 325. College football is alive and well and rolling right along. We'll discuss that next hour. The Blues are 3-0. and Hockey season is underway. So much happening right now, including college basketball. They are lacing them up. We just got off the phone with Travis Ford, head coach of the Billikens. If you want to go back and listen to that, KMOX.com will have it, or you can use the Odyssey app right now. We talked to him at 1030, and I love getting the chance to make our way around college basketball programs, and we're going to do that for the next few weeks here as we get started on College Hoops, and joining us to do that very thing is the head coach of the Southern Illinois University Salukis, a guy I respect a great deal. The head coach of the Salukis is Brian Mullins. How are you, coach? What's up, Tom? Thanks for having me on. Everything's going well. How's everything going with you? Things are going great. I love talking basketball with you, and I appreciate this time very much. I'm going to have your game just before the end of the year, December 29th at Murray State. So I'm looking forward to that. So this is some good early prep for me. There's a long way to go till that game, though, isn't there? You've got some big ones on your plate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, uh, you know, once the school year starts, the fall flies by so fast, and now we're about two weeks out from the first game, and Really excited about this year's team. I mean, we return a, a core group of guys who have been in our program now finally for a couple of years, and we add some really good pieces. And, um, you know, our non-conference schedule is very challenging, but, you know, it's an exciting time, I think, for our program and, and for uh, Saluki basketball right now. No doubt. You open the season at Banterra Center on Monday, November 7th, against Little Rock, but before that, you have a charity exhibition contest at Alabama. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, appreciate, you know, Alabama uh, working with us and inviting us to play down there. You know, obviously, um, in, in terms of the format, you're allowed to exhibition-type games uh, in the preseason. They can be close scrimmages. They can be exhibitions versus non-D1s. Or you could do a charity scrimmage where all the proceeds go to a charity and uh, you know, Alabama has been able to do it the last couple of years and coach Oates, uh, I've known him for a little while now and, you know, um, they wanted a, a good game. And obviously for us and for our program to play uh, a program, the caliber of Alabama level and for it not to count against the record and to have that kind of be a tune up 
for the opener against Little Rock. I think it's a great situation for us. Yeah, it sure is. And you play Oklahoma State as well. Good early test for you in Stillwater. As your team has continued to climb the charts, um, you have a team that you built a foundation. You took over the program at SIU, your alma mater. And now, how would you see yourself and your program heading into this year? Yeah, you know, when we took over, we had, you know, three kids on scholarship and, and, and just have been building it over the last couple of years. And obviously everyone's dealt with COVID and the pandemic and all the changes in college athletics. And, you know, we've kind of stayed true to who we are and how we want to build it. And the three freshmen that we signed my first year are now all seniors. They've all stayed. So the continuity in our programs are really important for me. And, you know, I, I think, you know, from here on out, we're competing for championships every single year. And, you know, I think we have a roster that's, built to sustain you know we don't have seven eight seniors on this year's roster we have good balance and um you know i'm excited about this year it's our oldest team i think we have the most depth that we've had um so it's a it's a, it's a talented roster but you know I, I, what i love about coaching these guys is their competitiveness you know all these guys every single day in practice um, you know, they all want to win and they're all here for the same purpose. So that's exciting. You were picked third by the media in the preseason poll, actually received a first place vote as well with Drake Bradley taking the top two spots, then SIU, Missouri State and you and I, the top five. You have some newcomers in Belmont, Murray State and UIC all joining the league. Just to overall, before we get into your roster, what is your feeling about the power of this league right now? you know, Belmont, Murray State, and UIC uh, to the Valley, which, you know, you know, in terms of the Valley, just our postseason record, if you look at our NCAA tournament record compared to some of the other, you know, uh, non-BCS leagues, I mean, it's up there with everyone. You know, we've had two teams in the Final Four in the last 11, 12 years. We've had teams in the Sweet 16 every couple years. Um, and, and now you add two NCAA tournament programs in Belmont and Murray State and, and UIC uh, where Coach uh, Yak is building that program up. So it just gets tougher in our league. You know, it's already such a grinded-out league where every game comes down, it seems like, to the final couple minutes, and now you, instead of 18 conference games, you had, you had two more and you play 20 of those. That's right. Uh, you would know about success at the college level. You have been part of this program. You're a member of the Saluki Hall of Fame. You had a tremendous four-year career. Uh, you set a school record for assists during that time. You were part of two NCAA tournament teams as a point guard. You yourself went to the Sweet 16 in 2007. You know what this program has done and is capable of. I'm sure that inspires you as well. Yeah, this, this is a special place. Um, you know, the care factor from the community, from the university, from all the people in Southern Illinois, this whole region, how much they care about SIU basketball, I think that's what makes it so unique. And, and, you know, obviously we have great tradition. And um, for us, you know, in terms of building this program, you know, we want to try to do things better than they've ever been done before here. And uh, there's been some great, great teams that have played here. And, and we want to make sure, you know, every time that we step on the floor, we're representing, you know, those teams and representing this program the right way. Still such a great venue, formerly SIU Arena, now Banterra Center, is a lot of fun, and you've got uh, some players that are worth the price of admission. I mean, Marcus Damask is a tremendous basketball player. He's been picked first team all conference. Uh, I, you know, you you watch him play. The word that comes to mind is consistency. Would you say that? And just a, a great basketball sense. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely say, um, you know, his feel for the game, his ability to impact the game in, in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, I think one of the best things he does is pass the ball. Uh, and like you said, his basketball sense, you know, grew up in a basketball family. But, um, you know, Marcus missed basically his whole sophomore year with an injury and kind of was hurt a little bit in the beginning of the year last year. So, you know, to have him back fully healthy right now and, you know, Marcus and Lance Jones, those two guys are already uh, thousand point scorers by the time they're juniors. Um, and, and then we add, like I said, a couple transfers and the continuity of our younger guys getting older. Uh, that's what I'm really excited about. Lance Jones is such a strong player. He's got a nice shot. And when he gets on a roll, uh, he can actually carry your team for a while, can he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a dynamic player. He's a downhill, uh, great burst, uh, and he can really shoot the ball. You know, when when his feet are set, um, it doesn't really matter, you know, if he's on the three-point line or a couple of feet off the three-point line. He can, you know, reel off three, four, or five in a row and kind of break a game open. Um, you know, and, and Lance has had a great summer, uh, and, and, you know, I think he's really looking forward uh, to this season. And I think all these guys, you know, Lance, Marcus, Trent, that have been in the program – even J.D., Dalton, our younger guys, Troy, Scotty, and then you bring in, you know, Jawan Newton from Evansville, David Johnson from George Mason, a couple of those guys, and, and, you know, it's an exciting group. You have in Damask a player that I'd consider one of those positionless players. He can play pretty – I know he's listed as a forward, but he can play pretty much everywhere on the floor. Your traditional back-to-the-basket big men, how do you see your post presence? Yeah, it's going to be by committee. You know, I love the versatility that we have down there. You know, we have J.D. Mulo who's been in the program for two years. This will be his third year now and was fully healthy for the first time really in his college career last year and got better and better throughout the season. And, and then, you know, we had a big kid, Scotty Bube from Underline, Illinois, redshirt, 6'9", 265, explosive, great hands, great feet. And then we brought in the transfer, Clarence Rubert, who started for St. Peter's, played in the you know, NCAA tournament started in the lead eight game. He brings, you know, kind of an inside out, you know, able to make a three, able to drive a close out, a lot of toughness, and then a freshman and Kate Hornecker. So, you know, those four guys, you know, with different matchups and playing different ways on both sides of the ball, I think will be, will be a big strength for us. You've been a great student of the game for a long time. And now as a coach, somebody that I think has always surrounded yourself with great people from when you were, a player to an assistant coach to a head coach, and you continue to do that. Uh, how, who has inspired you along the way? Uh, we only have about a, a minute and a half here. That's unfair to do, but who really has inspired you along the way to get you to where you are? Yeah, I mean, I obviously start with my parents and my dad, um, you know, coaching me my whole life and coaching me and my brothers. And, and just in terms of, you know, he built up that Illinois Wolves program and the relationship piece that he still has with all the former guys that he's coached is really, you know, the reason why I'm coaching. And, you know, the coaches I played for here at Southern Illinois with Coach Lowry, Jack Owens, Rodney Watson, Brad Korn, um, and being able to know Coach Weber and Coach Painter and this whole, you know, SIU basketball kind of coaching family tree is a huge uh, influence on me. And then, obviously, who I worked for, Porter Mosier, and just how he built that program up at Loyola um, over five years when they first entered the Valley given that program to a final four and who he is as a person, his work ethic and his passion for coaching is something that I try, try to take with me on a daily basis. Yeah. It was always a lot of fun to see you on that staff and it's, 
as much or more to see you as the head man at your alma mater, Southern Illinois University. Always enjoy our visits pregame, Coach, and enjoy the visit here today. Look forward to seeing you this season. For sure. November 7th, our home opener. Uh, hopefully we can pack the Bantera Center. Thanks again for having me, Tom. Oh, my gosh. Anytime. Appreciate it. Absolutely. It is November 7th, that Monday, against Little Rock, a 7 o'clock tip. If you live in the Carbondale area, you should head and see the Salukis back after the news. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 